Welcome to the Technology Lab, presented by CPA Practice Advisor, with your hosts, Randy Johnston and Brian Tankersley. Well, good day. Welcome to the Technology Lab. I'm Randy Johnston with my co-host, Brian Tankersley. Now, Brian claims that he is a recovering auditor. I don't think you ever get audit blood out of yourself, at least listening to him, that's for sure. And we want to talk about some audit technology trends in specific about data-driven audits and 100% testing. We know there's a lot of efforts from uh, quality and uh, long-term friend and associate of ours, Alan Long, has been a big driver behind quality-driven audits too. But, you know, bottom line here, Brian, is give uh, our listeners background on this data-driven audit thinking, and then we'll talk about other audit technology trends? Well, you know, the the debate has always been on audits is how much testing is enough. And, you know, there is always an acknowledge, an implicit acknowledgement that you couldn't test 100% of the, of the documents or the 100% of the transactions. Well, with automation, the cha- the calculus has changed somewhat on that. So now we can download, you know, the entire general ledger with the tool like Validus and ingest all of the all of the details of the tri- of the balances in the accounts, you know, the AR AP inventory, uh, general ledger, uh, cash, everything. We can then use tools like Validate to go in and and evaluate and see whether the cash. Uh, transactions match up with what's on the actual bank statements that we have, and so there are all these different, um, all these different hundred percent. You know, we, we there are tools like Inflow and Validus that will take the data that's extract. In excuse me, Inflow and um, I'm missing the one out of Ottawa. Um, Mindbridge. Mindbridge. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So they will do a statistical analysis of the of the populations and identify things that are weird based on uh, based using a combination of AI as well as just general uh, general statistical analysis of things and identifying what's weird, what's not, and then assigning a scoring to it. So I want you to know here that the world of audit is changing rapidly. Now, another thing that seemed that that is kind of occurred to me as I've talked to people at uh, CPA.com and people at big firms and other things like that, um, it, it occurs to me that AI CPA's dynamic audit solution they're coming out with um, is is trying to make appears to be is trying to make some of the changes that we're talking about here. And the follow on I would mention is that. I think that there will be major movement in peer review and in um, in audit standards to look upon sampling, uh, like we've historically done a lot of things, much more dimly in the future uh, than we do today. Now, I don't know whether they will explicitly say, thou shalt download the entire thing, but I think that there is going to, if, if you're not already heading toward using these tools like, you know, Caseware Idea or um, ACL or, again, pick, you know, validate, pick one. Um, I, I think that those tools are going to go from, yeah, we use that at our big firms to suddenly now uh, we need to use those at every client. Um, and so 
we it's it's going to be again a a very big change. You know, you think about what Audit Miner did for benefit plans about three years ago, uh, where they made it where you could you could basically ingest all the data and and be much more effective at it. That's the thing that's happening with every all the rest of audit right now. And so uh, the days of I, I'm just going to suggest to you that I think the days of the uh, data specialist may be numbered just because you combine what's going on there with something called low code, no code technologies, where you don't have to be a database genius to, to do things with these tools now. Um, you know, there's just there's just a lot of moving parts here to be sure, but um, the tools are getting better and they're doing more and more of the work on an automated basis. Yeah, so, you know, just a, uh, another technology we have on audit side has, you know, pretty special data ingestion techniques. And as you were calling out, uh, you know, so many of the tools that are out there, we've been watching the confirmation marketplace, for example, change in the way that that works. Uh, audit sites doing that as well. Walters Kluwer has that, uh, you know, after uh, confirmation was purchased by Thomson Reuters. And, you know, when I think about our long-term contacts on other tools like the, uh, you know, active data piece or the MitraTech piece that, you know, we've talked about in the past. And I, I was listening to you because, you used exactly the word I still tend to use, ACL, but I think that that actually went to galvanize, to dil diligent. And it turns out that the uh, product tools that are being introduced and the very, very widely varied products that are available are frankly, in my mind, stunning. Now, you and I tried to stay on top of it. I think we're doing a pretty good job of watching all of the potential audit tools. But, you know, ones that we have not even recorded a technology lab on yet, such as Dayshape, or another one where, you know, we, we sincerely enjoy the president CEO, Bill Cornfield, over at WSG with the Empire Suite approach, which clearly in my mind is a, you know, a wonderful product or teammate analytics from uh, Walters Kluwer, which, you know, we've been fans of pretty much since introduction. You know, I just yeah, continue uh, to think about all these tools. Yeah. Another one, you know, data snipper that we recorded a technology lab episode on um, last month, you know, it, it really, it really strikes me that the audit world is going to change one way or the other. You know, we actually, I actually saw a field guide, um, saw a demo from field guide. They actually announced some AI technology. Uh, field guide is used in a lot of internal control related audits. Um, and, you know, so they, they would do things like SOC 1, SOC 2, um, and then map the same attributes over to um, over to other kinds of frameworks like the one like Sarbanes-Oxley and other things like that. So you can use the same testing for different kinds of audits that you're doing. And what I found to be very interesting about it was that it in it you, they in the example they showed, you basically fed a employee handbook into there. And it, it went through and evaluated the wording in it and then figured out whether or not it whether or not things complied with uh, with the required control objectives. So it actually made a um, a qualitative decision based on the words that were in there and their large, large language model. Uh, you know, we talked to uh, Nancy Teixeira from, I think, at least least uh, 
library um, and about about the state of lease accounting and how how lease accounting is now mandatory in the governmental world. Uh, and we have so we have to do the balance sheet gross ups there. Um, and, you know, we, we also talked about how how a lot of firms are using the same kind of AI technology to ingest key lease terms out of out of PDFs of these leases. So so the days of being able to pay people what we have to pay entry level accountants uh, to do some of these tasks, I think, are coming to a close. Well, and, you know, we've, like you said, recorded a session on Data Snipper, but, you know, they announced new bank feeds and some other things. And that's actually the the trick, friends, is all of these vendors are trying to move their products forward. And what you know today isn't necessarily what's so six months from now or or a year from now. And therefore, you're going to have to stay on top of it. And where we used to have one or two or maybe three platforms for audit, now, without exaggeration, there's 10 plus platforms that can be chosen from and all the supporting tools. And here we're trying to, uh, you know, improve realization on competitive marketplaces, although I have noticed that audit fees seem to be on the rise, which is maybe healthy for the profession. But then there's one other little twist that comes along with all this, and that is that the pricing models are almost universally changing and almost all of the providers have gone to, or they are transitioning to the pay per engagement model. So, you know, the day before we're recording this, I actually looked at a new quote and the engagements, you know, the, the quote from the vendor was per engagement. And uh, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but as you tried to state earlier, Brian, you know, you may be forced into uh, changing platforms into the cloud. Uh, and I'm not anti-cloud, but the pricing models on the cloud products are almost always per engagement for either prep, comp, and review and or full audit. And so, you know, I, I start watching the dollars on a trial balance for a business tax return. And it's like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking quite a few firms aren't going to, to swallow that. And that's one of the reasons we're making a significant change in this year's accounting firm operations and technology survey to ask questions about how many of those engage, how many different kinds of engagements you do. Uh, so we're asking questions like how many audits do you do? How many um, how many reviews? How many comps? How many preparations? Uh, do you do CAS? If so, do you do payroll? Uh, how many of those did you do? Uh, how many tax returns do you do of, of all the types? You know, 1040, 1065, 1120, 1120S, uh, 706, 709, um, and, and all the others out there. So, you know, the part of the problem, I think, is that the vendors in some cases don't even have the data to know how many of those engagements get done. Um, I actually had a conversation uh, with a CEO of a tech company about three or four years ago, and I think you were in on that conversation, Randy. Um, and this guy wanted to know how many audits get done in a year in the United States. And there was no number. There was no source for that number. OK, you could have probably gotten some of it out of the AICPA's peer review uh, data, uh, but that data is not public. So there's there there was literally no way to know uh, how that's going to all work out. So that means that um, you may negotiate something 
and and they may get better data in the future and change things up or the 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 pricing models i guess i'm saying are not set in cement at this point uh forever uh, and i think they will be responsive to the market depending on how things come out yeah so you know this since this session is about audit technology trends what i'd like to do brian is maybe throw out a bunch of names in a hurry for our listeners uh, recognize that this will be documented so you can get them. But, you know, if we just look at work papers alone, where it was traditionally CCH engagement and engagement CS and caseware, nowadays it's access engagement and uh, caseware cloud and advanced flow and audit file and inflow. And uh, I'm, I know I'm missing some. You actually referenced field guide and you've da- data sniffer. Side. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I mean, it is amazing the sheer number of tools that are out there, and that's before we haven't even mentioned AICPA's DAS and uh, you know the the Advantage Audit that I think Wiley has, and there's just there's just a a crazy number of new innovations going on uh, that that again mean that you may need to think about what your strategy is going to be uh, to meet some of these new needs. Yeah, because really, if you've got first, you've got the work papers platform itself, and then you go over into the methodology, which is where you were headed there, because, you know, in the old days, PPC and smart aids, well, that's become checkpoint engage from Thomson Reuters. And, you know, there's an effort to pair that up with advanced flow. And of course, CCH access has got their knowledge coach. And there's an effort from CCH to pair that up with access engagement. Of course, the Wiley Advantage audit, which you just named, uh, the RSM approach, for example, the the BDO app gen, uh, I think it's got a new name, but you get the idea. There's lots of different methodologies out there. Field guide has one that that again is is designed around control evaluation. And if you do a lot of system reviews, um, you know, or a lot of work where where you have to measure and report on internal control uh, under multiple frameworks, that's one that that may make sense. So you can map COSO to COBIT to uh, Sarbanes Oxley to SOC two objectives to SOC one objectives. Um, now. That's not something, though, that your average small practitioner has to deal with, okay? So figuring out which of these tools makes sense for your specific needs is going to be really important. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how the governmental auditing area responds to it, simply because, you know, the money's not going up in governmental audit. Um, So figuring out how to do this stuff effectively at a reasonable price is important. Randy and I have actually done some work with an organization that's, that's looking at small municipalities, and we're learning of cases where these a lot of these small municipalities um, are actually getting in trouble um, and they don't have adequate books and records, so they can't turn their audit in because they can't find enough people, they can't find a enough accountants to do the work that needs to get done for them. And as a result, uh, they're having to pay, you know, extra points on their debt, or they're even in violation of debt covenants for these for these municipalities, simply because uh, they they have this problem and we don't have a solution on how to scale some of these technologies down to you know the small municipality with 5000 residents 
Yeah. And so if we turn our attention to trial balance, you know, a lot of those are very traditional inside the platforms. And you've got a few upstarts like Tally4, which we've covered in a prior technology lab that can do some trial balance work for you. But, you know, how much trial balance do you need? If you're not doing audit work, you're just doing prep, comp, and review, all of the major vendors have, you know, PCR pieces. And maybe all you need is trial balance if all you're doing is, is, uh, tax and client accounting services, but that kind of gets us over to the client collaboration tools then, because for audit, clearly you want a client collaboration tool. You know, SureLink has been a leader in that area for quite some time, and we're now seeing the OnPoint collaborate, and we're seeing CCH Access Client Collaboration Portal and the OnVio Portal and and Lysio, and you and I both know that there's uh, 20-plus portal tools that are out there so the question is is your collaboration you know effective and how do you want to get that done do you want it integrated in your platform do you want a separate tool to get that done yeah and we've not even started talking about audit analytics yet no uh, and and work paper automation and i mean that's one of the things i liked about that inflow audit ecosystem uh white paper is it had an amazing appendix called audit architecture map and unfortunately since we're an audio podcast i can't show it to you uh, but it actually goes in and talks about some of the key features and lists out some of the key features and some of the key areas that we have to do. And this is something that you and I have seen in our work uh, for Accounting Web on document management and other things like that, is that the traditional lines of where one product starts and another ends has changed. And so now we're almost like this situation where we have a bunch of Venn diagrams that we're putting together. And we're we're having to say that, you know, the line, you know, this product starts here and ends here, but the other product, uh, you know, incorporates these features, but doesn't incorporate these kinds of features. So it's really important that you do your homework on these things and understand what you're getting into and understand what, what the platform's uh, normal approach is for solving problems in the particular area because it you know this this kind of reminds me of when when you and I used to do work with with huge enterprise software companies like SAP you know if people will listen to SAP about the way their solution is supposed to work and they will implement it they can be very successful but yeah. if you try to implement things in a fashion other than the way, you know, for example, the way Thompson uh, tells people to implement practice CS um, or the way that um, the way that CCH tells people to implement CCH access uh, practice, you know, if you don't pay attention to those things, you you may not be able to get everything that you could get out of those things. And that may require process changes on your side. It could well. Well, Brian really had mentioned the uh, tech lab session we did on tech governance and the inflow work white paper that was, uh, you know, we covered there. But, you know, that really brings us, and I want to continue on audit analytics, but data ingestion, you know, a tool that we also have a separate session on the Validus tool is an interesting one, but inflow has it built in, uh, audit site has it built in. So data ingestion is also fascinating. And to a degree, you could say that some of the audit 
analytics tool like teammate analytics have a data ingestion capability. And so this line that you were just talking about, Brian, is very blurred because, you know, audit analytics used to be the realm of the big boys like Caseware Idea and MindBridge, which were fairly expensive tools. But now we're seeing audit analytics in all sorts of forms, including the data analytics in the inflow platform and more. So, you know, when it comes to managing all this, you really had uh, noted that the practice management and budgeting on a lot of our audits is handled in the practice management system, like Thomson Reuters Practice CS or CCH's, you know, uh, FX practice management historically, but nowadays access practice or on-view firm management. And of course, Iris is consolidating star practice management and practice engine. And of course, there's Day Shape, which is, you know, a fascinating uh, budgeting and staffing tool. So when I start thinking about all the resources that we might need, you know, we can go back to legacy tools like ProStaff or like XCM scheduling or um, the other product that we've recommended for a long time, the WSG uh, Empire Resource Tool. Uh, you know, smart sheets and day shape are used there. There's just so many different tools without even getting over into bank confirmations and e-signatures and engagement letters and the other supporting technologies for audit. So, you know, as, as I'm just. And, and, and there we, we have people now that are using, using tools like drones to go observe inventory. And in some cases I'm seeing people go almost with a, with a GoPro to an inventory observation uh, just to grab video when they're doing things. So the, the world is, is different. It, it is different. Well, you know, I, there's so much more we could continue to talk about uh, in the realm of audit technology trends. Are there any other key things that, you know, we need to call out? Uh, for our listeners today, I think if you're, uh, you know, I think if you if you're if you're doing an audit practice, I think one of the things that it's critical that you do is sit down and sit down and talk to your peer reviewer about what they're seeing people do that are similar to you. I think you need to get networked in your state CPA society and talk to other people at big conferences. You know, in the we did a thing on AICPA Engage, and and during that, I mentioned that I felt like I got a month's worth of networking done every day I was at Engage, uh, just because there were so many people and the quality was so high of those people that I could solve problems there face-to-face -face instantly uh, that would have taken me a week to get done just because of phone tag and email tag. So I think you need to get out and network. And if you, you know, if, if Randy, if Randy named so many different categories, if you don't, if you, if you don't have a tool for some of these categories we're talking about, um, you also need to go so so that you can you can network with other people and see what they're doing and and see what the state the state is of of these different tools uh, because you may be using a methodology that that doesn't incorporate uh, some of these things and so you may be think go sitting hat, fat dumb and happy thinking that uh, that you're you're doing everything great and you got a clean peer review three years ago and that means I'll get one in three more years that may not be the case uh, the world may move well and as you were explaining that Brian I was thinking over the last few years in particular 
I've been asking firms to drive to fewer tools rather than more. And as I've been listening to us go back and forth in this session, it was like more and more and more tools in potentially less profitable work or certainly resource restrained work. And, you know, that's pretty interesting to me because again, whether you're talking full audit or whether you're doing prep comp review, we do need efficiency of these tools. We need them to be effective. We need them to be easy to use and we need to be supporting our teams and labor continues to be an issue too. But what's different about the next-gen tools is that they will do the ingestion and do the cleanup, and they'll, they, they do so much more of it on an automated basis. It's not like the tools like ATB we had 25 years ago, where you had to you had to key the data into it in most cases, you know, and if if you could figure out how to get the formats to match up and the account number formats and everything to work, then maybe you could do a CSV import. Okay. We're not talking about throwing CSVs around here in most cases. We're talking about things that are just ingesting through through automated tools and then we we take our population's time out. And so even though there are more tools, the tools are doing more. Uh, much more, and there is much less busy work than there was in the past. But doesn't mean it's gone. Yeah. Well, always a pleasure to be with you in the technology lab, Brian, and with all of our listeners, because new ideas come from uh, you know listening to others' uh, observations. And boy, there's a lot of audit technology trends and tools to be watching for. We don't, know exact, we don't know exactly where it's going to go, but boy, it's going to be interesting. So I'd get your popcorn bought. Well, we, we enjoy our time with you, and we look forward to being with you in another technology lab. Good day. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the Technology Lab, brought to you by CPA Practice Advisor.